0: It's clear to everyone in the field and to families that have loved ones they worry about that the conditions of work in long-term care become the conditions of care for our seniors. So through investments and work with provinces and territories, we are committed to raising the minimum wage for personal support workers across the country to at least $25 an hour. On top of that, we'll invest to help train up to 50,000 more personal support workers so that people don't have to do endless overtime shifts.
1: There you go. There's my clapping as if I were there. So that's a big promise from the Trudeau government, but can he deliver it? Um, He announced a cash infusion into long-term care, $9 billion to address shortfalls this promised to train 50,000 long-term care workers and a raise for personal workers to 25 bucks an hour. I mean, one thing this pandemic has taught us is that PSWs are underpaid, but their pay is not federal jurisdiction. Justin Trudeau can't deliver a pay raise. And we all know how broken long-term care is. It, is, it needs a complete overhaul. Let's just get rid of it and start again, because it is awful. But this is provincial jurisdiction. And so any money handed over by the Trudeau government or any federal government would have to be negotiated by the provinces, which in the end, then decides where it spends the money. And then you've got the issue of private versus public care. There is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all solution. It also comes nowhere near what the provinces asked for, which was $28 billion for health spending. So this will get headlines, and Justin Trudeau can promise all the money he wants in the world, but... It's not his to spend. Let me bring in Melissa Miller, lawyer and partner at Howie Sachs and Henry to talk about this. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Alex. Pleasure to be here. You know, it sounds good. I mean, we need more money in health care. I wish it was better spent, but that's a conversation for a, a different um, day. But again, how can he um, start announcing all of these things when it actually is the provinces that will decide who gets the raises and where the money goes?
0: Yeah, so that's that's a really tricky constitutional law question. And I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but I have been in talks with various MPs um, across all parties, actually, ever since uh, my, my group, Canadian for Long-Term Care, held the demonstration on Parliament Hill in November, uh, calling for national standards, uh, following right. Justin Trudeau's throne speech last year. And what Uh, we actually commissioned a legal opinion and presented it to the liberal government, which is basically a draft piece of legislation for national standards, uh, which need to be legislated similar to the way the Canada health act has standards legislated, um, which are really conditions for the provinces to meet if they want to receive federal funds. So that's how the, that's how Trudeau can make this promise because he can say, look provinces if you want this $9 billion over five years, which is more than double what he budgeted for uh, in the budget this past, uh, earlier this year, um, still falling very short of what's needed, but if you want the $9 billion, here are the conditions that you have to meet. And so right. I haven't yeah. seen this draft legislation that he spoke about, but I expect that it will be something along the lines of uh, you know, conditions.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think you're being a little more generous. I think if there was a framework out that we would have seen it already because we haven't yeah. seen their platform. They haven't put one out. And so to your point, the better policy announcement for him would be, we will create a national framework, this is what we'll do, X, Y, Z, these are the, you know, criteria we must meet. I mean, because c- let's be honest, um, you know, it may not be the conversation we're having right now, but, but long-term care is broken in this country. The warehousing oh, of yeah. elderly and seniors is not just degrading, it is getting them killed. It is... And it is something that we all have a vested interest—not just because we put our loved ones in there and trust them, but because we're all going to end up in it. And so, if they don't fix it and actually make it more um, compassionate, more uh, far less degrading, um, you know, we're all going to pay the price for it. And so, I—I'd like to see in this election here, here's what our ideas are for for, for long-term care. But I found this, you know, just announcing money—that—that that to me is just a false promise.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was—I have to say I'm, I'm disappointed. You know, we've been hearing uh, for almost a year now that national standards were coming. There really is no reason that I can think of about why national standards have not already been legislated. Uh, it's something that needed to have been done yesterday because, as, you know, in, in my view, this isn't a political issue. And it shouldn't be a no, political issue. It it's a be. matter of human rights and very basic standards of care. I mean, that's what we're asking for, right? Dignity, transparency, enforcement, accountability. I mean, this isn't too much
1: to ask for. It's a no-brainer. Well, you would think, and to to also you know point out, we're not getting younger. We have way more people. The the aging boomer generation, uh, my generation behind it, the Gen Xs, We're all going to get old. We have far more old people living far longer, and the strain on the system is going to be incalculable. And I almost think we're too late to get ahead of it. Um, but we have not seen much leadership on this, and I I don't know if it's because politicians are too scared to touch the third rail and say, look, we will tear this whole thing down, rebuild it, um, to do things like more home care, um, you know, uh, more one-on-one care. I mean, it's a massive job, but someone has to take leadership on it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, I you know, I mentioned my concern about the standards not being already legislated, but my, my bigger concern, uh, you know, we've heard a lot from the NDP about national standards. We've heard absolutely nothing from the conservatives or the bloc about national standards. And I actually had... Uh, meetings, not with anyone from the block, <laughs> surprise, surprise, but um, with a, an individual who is responsible for uh, seniors in the shadow cabinet from the Conservative Party. And I was told that national standards would be nothing more than red tape. So that I find very concerning. So I do think that this is a very critical election issue. Uh, long-term care should be front and center and people should be really asking a lot of questions and demanding a lot of answers from their politicians about what they're prepared to do to protect seniors.
1: And it could very well be more red tape, um, unless you don't do um, and show leadership. It doesn't have to be full of red tape. It has to be a matter of, we're working with the provinces on this, and I know that the uh, O'Toole position, as I understand it, they were going to leave this up to the provinces to, to decide. Uh, but again, um on the fine print of this announcement of this cash infusion, it's like, great, you're going to get $25 an hour. Well, that's not a promise that that the Prime Minister can deliver. He can't give raises to personal safety workers, because, again, that goes back to the provinces. Well, I mean, if, if it was a condition of
0: receiving the cash, he, the might, funding. Be, yeah. Yeah, he might be able to yeah. do that. And that, I think, is, you know, what, what I th- where I think the federal government can have some leadership here is by creating enough of a carrot with the transfer of funds that are dedicated towards long-term care such that it makes it completely unreasonable and a political disaster to, for the provinces to turn down.
1: Well, there you go. So, if there's a framework out there for these conditions, let's see it. Otherwise, it is just words for now. Melissa, appreciate you chatting with me about this particular issue. It's not going away. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate it. That's Melissa Miller, who's a lawyer and partner over at Howie Sachs and Henry, and also has been uh, working on this particular issue. For me, it's not a partisan issue. If you've had a loved one in long term care, and uh, my stepfather was one in (laughs) one, sorry, we treat animals better than we treat our elderly in, in, in many of these cases. So this isn't partisan. Fix it, but do it right.